Enter the healer's realm where your spirit will find peace with your host, Denise Damijo. We are here to remember. We are here to heal. We are here to ascend and transcend. Grab your free gift in the podcast description today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healer's Realm podcast. I am so happy to have this wonderful, amazing, beautiful guest on the show. Her name is Yumi Zane, and she is an Egyptian creatrix, an Akashic alchemist, a hypnotist, (laughs) and sacred circle holder. Through her Egyptian ancestry, she incorporates ancient wisdom with new earth teachings to bring about unique transformation and self-empowerment. Her passion and curiosity about the Akashic records sparked her awakening several years ago leading her into the work she does today. Yumi incorporates transformative spiritual coaching techniques, energetic clearings, deep mindset shifts, and Akashic downloads to assist you in aligning with your highest timeline and uncovering your hidden gifts. Doesn't that sound amazing? And I experienced her myself, and I have to really just say that she is amazing. Please step inside the healer's realm where your spirit will find peace. Yumi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Denise. I appreciate you very much. I appreciate the introduction and uh, the time and space you have created. And I'm, I'm really excited and grateful to be with you. Thank you for having me. Wow, I'm excited too. I can't wait to dive into this. Okay, <laughs> so let's just really just dive into this because mm-hmm. it's just, I, I'm, I'm like ready to learn because I want to know. And I'm quite mm-hmm. sure the audience is also anxious as well too. First of all, how did you get into spirituality? Yeah, yeah, great question. And, you know, for many of us, I feel that sometimes looking back, it's honestly just a true miracle how the breadcrumbs kind of fall into place. Stepping back a little bit, I actually come from a very different life. I graduated as a chemical engineer. I worked in the oil and gas field for about nine years, super masculine energy. I was out on oil rigs and on like campgrounds with like literally nothing and no one but men, just completely masculine energy for for a very long time and stayed in that uh, kind of corporate world for a little over nine years. And, you know, as they say, a lot of the times on our journey, a lot of the experiences uh, come about for us to understand what we do not want to experience. And so most of my adult life were experiences that were uh, showing me what it is that I do not desire to experience so that I can move out of it and into something that feels more right and true. And so the corporate world literally almost (laughs) killed me. I was completely like my body was shutting down from the stress and just it felt like my whole world was falling apart. So that really kind of forced me to just let go and and move out of that space. And, you know, it it was uh, the beginning of one of many uh, of what we call, you know, dark nights of the soul. From a personal perspective, I truly believe that we never really have one dark night of the soul, but it is... uh, (laughs) cumulative experience with perhaps different dark nights of different shades and different experiences. And um, 
So that was probably my my first and strongest one. And it shook me to my core. I had to let go of everything, of my previous belief systems, of my marriage, of my career, of my country even. I, I moved to the U.S. in the past four years. And uh, it was literally like a, a shedding of, of everything and everyone. And that is what started it which you know is is kind of a, a similar path for for many you literally are stripped of everything and that is what allows the space to explore and kind of ask what else is there for me so i began from a point where i had forgotten uh what i liked what i didn't like um why i was doing the things i was doing why i believed the things i was believing why i made the choices that i make it was um almost like finding myself in this space where I did not understand myself and could not find someone to explain myself to me because no one knew me even from any level. So it was it was an interesting space. And so through that, I decided, you know, well, I say decided, but um, it was through several synchronicities and serendipities, I would say, that I came across energy healing and I was actually kind of curiously reading about just Egyptian energy and I came across this form of Reiki that's called Sechem Reiki and I was like what I didn't know we even had a, like an Egyptian version of Reiki what on earth is that I well initially I didn't even know what Reiki was but that really sparked my curiosity because it was it felt like something that I can relate to as an Egyptian. And it just, it felt very much like home. So uh, through the reading, I actually came across an opportunity for like an attunement, an initiation. And I did that. And I had never done any kind of energy work before at all. And through that experience, initially I didn't feel anything. And then early morning the next day, I was literally standing alone in the kitchen at like 6 a.m., and just mindlessly, like I was thinking I was making a sandwich or something. And then out of absolute nowhere, I hear, feel, and sense this enormous column or like of energy, almost like a lightning bolt that drops from my crown all the way to my root with like this gong sounds that felt like my entire world like reverberating from a gong that like hit the top of my crown so that wow. was interesting um that shook me to my core that freaked me out probably the strongest experience that has freaked me out you know in, in in the beginning i was very much still in my 3d reality of and like the constructs of just physical reality yeah it shook it shook me to my core um, and it took a while to integrate that. Looking back now, that is what feels like kind of the start or the spark of where um, things kind of started to snowball, I would say. Yeah, um, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yes, because I, I was entering this field more out of curiosity and like skepticism, I would say. Mm. And I feel that that experience was like my first switch to, yeah. you know, just really kind of uh, shake the remnants of the um, of the programming that we have of what is real and what isn't real and so on. And so after that, obviously, uh, my entire perception of reality kind of came crumbling down, which led to an even deeper <laughs> dark night of the soul. 
But um, from then on, it was more about really trying to understand and, and go deeper into myself and how all of this energy kind of works. And, you know, through that, connecting more to, to the Egyptian energy specifically, I worked a lot or was drawn to work a lot with Isis and Ra. I was feeling their energies. I was like having dreams and just lots of kind of different kinds of connecting energies and understanding how to how to do that more all with myself in the beginning in the first year or even more the first two years I did not work with anyone else except with myself because it was initially that's really what it was all about it was just about me understanding myself that's kind of where <laughs> that was a long ramble um but that was where I would say my my awakening really kind of began. That was wonderful. I love I love to hear people's stories. You know, everybody has this story of where they how they started and the dark night of the soul <laughs> seems to always be in the story. And mm -hmm. you're right. I love how you said that at times there is multiple dark nights of the soul and 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 it you know pretty much increments. That's how mm -hmm. I I've experienced it different dark nights of the soul to kind of like continue to push me and nudge me in the right direction. But I also loved how you said about how before it happened, before you started this kind of, uh, <laughs> this, this shift yeah. is that you were working in the oil and gas industry and it almost killed you. It almost broke you. The stress I know how the oil and gas industry is. Um, I was, you know, I didn't work in the oil and gas industry, but my um, ex-husband did. And then I was, I've been working in clinical research before I got this position. I mean, my goodness, 65 to 80 hours a, a week. I, and, you know, when you go on vacation, you're still working 10 hours or six, at least six hours a, a day because there's no vacation. And it was like, it was very, very demanding. But you said something that really resonated with me. You said that the experiences are showing you what you don't want, what you don't want to experience. And I never looked at it like that. I, that was, this is the first time I looked at it. And you're exactly right. They did show me exactly what I didn't want. And so that transformation, when you go through the dark night of the soul, everybody kind of like, you know, it's, uh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it is not a good feeling when you're going uh -huh. through the dark night of the soul. But the transformation that you experience and the outcome yeah. is so profound and so uplifting. And so mm -hmm. I'm glad that you got into that. And oh, my goodness, you work with ISIS. I yes. love ISIS. ISIS, I love her. I love mm -hmm. her. Yes. And <laughs> so, okay, so how did you get into specifically? Because I, I really wanted to, like, Akashic Records. I've, I've experienced you twice, and I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm blown away by the experience. I had heard of the Akashic Records, and what's so interesting about it, and it's nothing to say about anyone else, you know, um, but who you're called to is who you're called to, who you're supposed to connect with, who you're supposed to cross paths with. So the people that have came into my life that talked about Akashic Records, I just never got a reading from them. It just wasn't in the cards. And when you came along, it was like, okay, I'll get a reading from Yumi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and the first time 
As I had told you before, the first time you did the reading, I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> what is she? You know, some of the things resonated with me and some of the things didn't. But remember, I didn't record it uh, that time. So I didn't, I couldn't remember everything. But the things that I did remember, I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. It's not resonating. And then, but then in that year, everything that you said came together. So the second time I got the reading from you, it was even more profound because now it wasn't about resonating later. It resonated right then and there. Every single thing that you were saying, it was like, oh my God, this was the key that I needed to open the door kind of thing. And so please help us to understand, um, first of all, how did you get into the Akashic Records and what are they? Yeah, beautiful. Well, First of all, I just want to thank you for um, just acknowledging, expressing the experiences that we had together. It was an absolute pleasure to uh, experience being in the records with you. We'll talk obviously more and in depth about that, but the Akashic records, they, from my perception or experiences with them, they truly do have a life of their own. And it's always beautiful to witness the, the people that we connect with and everyone that I've always facilitated a reading for there is always some kind of connection. There is always some kind of underlying message that is almost like a two-way exchange. It's just beautiful to, to you know, hear your experience and uh, just really acknowledging and thanking you for, for being open to it. So how did uh, I connect or begin connecting to the Akashic Records? Truly, honestly, just flat out, it was them kind of reaching out to me. I had zero clue of even the term Akashic Records or what it even meant at all. So during the process of me trying to like research and understand and study, and I was at that moment exploring ways to open my crown because through working with energy workers at the time and teachers and mentors, a lot of the feedback that I was getting was because of the very conservative, kind of dogmatic, religious upbringing that I had experienced, there were a lot of remnants and almost like fears of truly like opening up and connecting, you know, obviously honoring and, and respecting everybody's choice and, and belief systems. But sometimes with or at least my experience has been um, growing up in a very conservative religious upbringing, there is this fear that is created that creates almost a disconnection from like truly connecting to source, to the universe, to God, to goddess, whatever it is that we, we choose to uh, label it or describe it because of this perception of like punishing God or this having to be good in order to be worthy or fear of making mistakes, fear of being judged, fear of being less than fear of making others angry or fear of making God angry, or, you know, all of these kind of very fear-based religious constructs were a big part of my upbringing. And so there was almost this protective layer that I had created around my crown of like, nope, I'm not, you know, that's it. I'm not connecting. I'm just, I'm fine right here in my 3D world. You know, all of this fear-based stuff, all of this wrath, all of this negative judgmental stuff. Like, I don't want anything to do with it. Thank you very much. I'm staying right here. Through working with energy, it was really coming up frequently that I, what I needed at the moment was to break through that fear, to break through that 
previous dogma and to really allow myself to connect in the way that my soul wants to connect. And so through researching ways to open the crown and connect uh, in uh, more deeper ways and, and things like that, I came across a YouTube video that was talking about Akashic Records. I had not searched for anything. I, Like I said, I didn't even know what the term was. But as I was listening, it was almost like being like sucked into the video. It was like, oh my God, I know this and I remember it and I feel it on a very like on a soul level, this is not new. And so that, like that feeling was the strongest feeling that I had gotten when it came to anything that was related to like energy work or spirituality. This felt like something that was really, like there was something there and I didn't know what it was. I kind of followed the breadcrumbs like I was doing, um, you know, previously just one step at a time and started to uh, look for mentors, look for teachers, uh, do my own research and understand ways to connect to the records and what they are. And essentially, that's how it started for me. And through that, it has been such a humbling experience, to be honest. If you look up the Akashic records, the things that you would find are things describing them as what we would call, uh, you know, the Book of Life, where there is references of the Book of Life in various Abrahamic religions. Some people would refer to it as like a hall of records uh, or this infinite library that contains all of the information past, present, and future. And essentially, on some level, this is the human desire to create a physical and a visual kind of representation of something so that they can understand it from a human perspective. And, you know, that is all well and good. But in essence, what the Akashic Records are, the energetic blueprint of existence. Oh, I love that. The energetic blueprint of existence. Wow. Yes. Wow. yes. I'm getting chills. Um, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because essentially anything that has a physical existence also has an energetic blueprint where that gets almost imprinted into physicality and then it comes into existence, essentially. Any and all souls, uh, any and all experiences, any and all thoughts, emotions, any and all places, locations, galaxies, universes, anything really that is in existence is contained in the Akashic Records. So essentially what they are is, is a vibration, an energetic vibration. And what is beautiful about that is because they are, they are an energetic vibration and because everything else is an energetic vibration, anyone can connect to the Akashic Records essentially just with pure intention. There are various ways that if you like research or read, you would find people connect to the records. Some people use something called a pathway prayer. Um, there are different invocations and things like that that people use. But essentially from connecting with them, I have found that allowing yourself to create a relationship with the record is really the most uh, profound and connecting experience. Because as we were just saying, they, they do have a life of their own. They are like the heartbeat of the universe. They're so alive. And when we set an intention to connect with them, they start to show up very profoundly 
in all aspects of your life. So yeah, that's essentially how I, I began connecting with the records and, you know, in, in a nutshell, really what the records are. Wow. I'm glad that we are having this conversation because I feel as if, you know, one of the things that I know to be true to me, especially in my journey, getting to where I am now, and I still have a long ways to go because, yes, I'm a lifelong learner. This is my life, you know? And so in that being said, I never knew anything about Akashic Records until a few years ago. Never knew they ex- existed. But had I known, and of course, we always find the things that we need and we're supposed to connect with exactly when it's supposed to happen. That being said, I'm just thinking and reflecting back, had I would have known about them before, there were so many answers <laughs> that I could have gotten, you know. And I think that for people that are connecting right now, the audience out there that's listening in and connecting right now and is able to hear about this wonderful, amazing tool, this experience that you could have, I think that they could, at this point, get some answers to some long, outstanding questions. And so I'm so thankful for this conversation and for your knowledge and for you stepping out, because I remember you saying something in the nature of basically you didn't want to open yourself up. I was the same way. Oh my God. I, um, for me, it was, you know, when my, I went through a traumatic experience and my gifts, all of my natural gifts that I've already had, they heightened to a point of, I thought I was going insane. (laughs) And I said, no, I don't think I want this. No, take it back. Whatever it is, I'm going crazy. You know, I rejected it. I denounced it. I said, no, I don't want this. Of course, it didn't go away right away, but it did go away for a while. And it was still, when I say go away, it was just dormant. It was still there. It never goes away. It was still there. It was just waiting for me to be able to be strong enough and in the right headspace and space in my life to where I could accept the gifts that I had, connecting with spirit, connecting with the earth and all of our my guides and ancestors to assist me in my healing journey. I'm so thankful for you, you know, opening up and allowing that to happen in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and I also want to, you know, reflect back to you that, you know, as you beautifully said, your gifts were dormant, but they did not go anywhere because, you know, many of us forget that this is just a part of who we are. It's just the way we have chosen to exist. So it's almost like there is nowhere to run. <laughs> and I think that when we reach that place and finally surrender, because there were many times when I was like dragged, kicking and screaming into it. <laughs> exact. Hello. So, um, <laughs> but it's, and it's like, it's, it's always going to be there. So, you know, we have a choice whether to like surrender and kind of be curious about what is available or, you know, get like dragged into it. And, um, and there's always free will, obviously, but what we sometimes don't realize is how much beauty and expansion is available on the other side of of surrender because a lot of it has to do with letting go of control like control is is an inherently human desire to understand and control and always uh, remain on top of things when it comes to you know connecting with source with spirit with god with the universe you know the core of it 
is understanding that there are things, or if not everything, is essentially beyond the control of this uh, like minuscule human experience that we are having, and to uh, surrender to the, the expansiveness that exists um, beyond that. Yeah, just really acknowledging you for for stepping into that and for you know allowing yourself to expand and uh, and surrender to it because I I can totally relate. Yes, it's it, it's a but it was a process, just like you said. It was mm-hmm. nothing like oh, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go openly and happy and with a smile. A lot of times I was kicking and screaming. I was not surrendering. I was trying to do it my own way. I was trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of allowing spirit to guide me. There's been some tough times to get to where I am now, but the surrender, the surrender to what you because you already know what you Mm -hmm. were supposed to be doing you just need to tap into that knowing you just need Mm -hmm. to remember and just as sure as the entrance into the introduction into the show the hill is around podcast it says we're here to remember and so thank you i bow to your spirit Thank you. Likewise, likewise. Moving on from that, it is a very strong remembrance, as you said. And, you know, I I would invite your your listeners, the the community, everyone who kind of connects to this uh, show to consider that pang of remembrance, that little like nudge that happens um, when something comes to their awareness. Because like holding on to that feeling of remembrance and following the thread, following the breadcrumbs can lead to some really, really powerful experiences. And yes, it's uh, it's also surrendering to the fact that there is nothing that we need to bring from the outside. It's all within us. It's all on the inside. And obviously, you know, mentors and teachers and guides and all of that are are all absolutely wonderful and useful and powerful tools to connect with and to grow and expand. And for me, it's always important to have discernment when using these tools. Do they bring you back to yourself or do they take you away from yourself with like a perception of, I need this person to tell me or to show me or to teach me or, you know, any kind of external, you know, validation almost from the outside. And so when, when working with the records, this was what the records have, have taught me a lot, to be honest, is no matter how much, how many teachers you connect with or how many mentors or how much, how many books you read or whatever it is, there is a very unique relationship that is created with the records. When you allow yourself to be the conduit, to be the channel, to be the vessel of just the energy that wants to come through from the records to you. And so even when facilitating readings or facilitating energy sessions or things like that with people in the records, from their perspective, there is always this inherent desire to remind others of their power, to create a sense of empowerment and a sense of inner strength. Mm. And that is truly why I adore 
working with the records because they are very different from any other kind of energy work or even things like just psychic readings or or whatever it is because in the spiritual world at least from my perception there is this trap i would say of spiritual codependency you know mm-hmm. the guru and the student the master and the, and and the the student the psychic even and the person coming in for a reading there is this entanglement that happens where the person offering the service feels like they are getting external validation from the service they are offering to someone or from the teaching they are offering to someone and the person receiving that feels like they are lost and helpless without the guidance that they are receiving so you find people almost sometimes getting addicted to psychic readings it's like they can't step out of the house without you know getting some kind of reading or like using their pendulum or whatever it is and it's that is i feel something that we really need to be to become very aware of because it has the uh, anything that takes you out of yourself does not serve you essentially the bigger perspective of the akashic records because they are a 5d tool and above so from the perspective of like source consciousness where there is no good there is no bad uh, all experiences just are so when connecting to that type of energy questions like you know yes or no questions like should i marry jack or is this job good for me or uh, am i and this person going to get back together all of these yes no questions are almost like futile in the records because in the realm of infinite consciousness you are doing both the yes and no of the question that you are asking because all possibilities are occurring at the same time in parallel dimensions which is something that kind of is a bit of a mind warp for the human mind mm-hmm. um but from a quantum physics even perspective you know not 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 even at all from like a woo woo um spiritual perspective but from a quantum physics perspective all possibilities are occurring in parallel at the same time and so when we approach our experience from that perspective that we can never go wrong but rather what we can explore is what will serve my highest good what is it what is the action that i need to take to be experiencing my highest timeline because we have a choice in what we choose to experience in this conscious reality even though we are experiencing in parallel uh, infinite experiences at the same time what we choose to bring to this awareness is something that we can do by choice and that really is where the work of the akashic records becomes really profound it is not about should you marry jack or not it is not about should you take this job or not but rather it is about will this experience align me with my highest timeline or what will my highest what does my highest timeline look like or what are the lessons and teachings that i will experience if i do take this path or what are the lessons and experiences that i will gain if i do not take this path so the really what has supported me in working with the records is embracing this bigger sense possibility this um detaching from this space of codependency in the spiritual realm 
and really, you know, allowing the realm of infinite possibilities to be the guide, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what really, uh, that's what I found to be really supportive in working with the records. And that's why they are really out of the various modalities that I work with. They are the ones that I truly just am really humbled by and, and really grateful to, to be to be working with. But you said something really amazing to me, and it also enlightened me on some things that I was experiencing as well. And it got me to reflect on why I was there and why I was stuck as well. When you said, when you come to a person and it's like you become dependent on that person, dependent on that experience, um, whether it be plant medicine, whether it be psychics, whether it be Akashic records, whatever it is, and you find yourself dependent on their, um, them or that experience and not able to really learn to trust your own innate gifts, then that's when you should know that this is not the right place. And for years, I was so dependent on outside spiritual help. And uh, looking back on that, it was because I was afraid. I I was afraid to trust my own giftings. I was afraid to use them. And so uh, when I started to trust my own giftings and use them, um, I became unstuck. I progressed. I grew in my spiritual, my spirituality and also my giftings became more powerful. And I felt more one with myself instead of, a, you know, with my gifts being one with me instead of them being separate. And so that's so good that you brought that to our attention, because I think that there's many people that I know I've seen and, and people that I haven't seen that are experiencing just that being the, the dependency. And so that being said, what can we do individually and collectively when working with the Akashic Record? Yes, yes. Beautiful question. You know, I, I love how you, you you had mentioned earlier how it was only recently that kind of the Akashic Records, like in the past uh, few years, have been coming uh, into your awareness. And I just want to reflect back to you that it's not a, an individual experience that you uh, have been having, but rather... The Akashic Records have been showing up much more prominently in the past, I would say, five years, five to, to eight years, really massively on like a mass consciousness level. And the Akashic Records as a tool were essentially part of the ancient mystery schools thousands and thousands of years ago. So when they were present at that time as a tool available for humanity, they were almost like an exclusive VIP only tool or rather the people who were accessing them wanted it to be that way so that they can have some kind of power of possibly as a form of protection uh, for the record so they are not accessed by everyone. In whichever case, they were not a tool that was easily accessed by the masses, which is 180 degrees from what the energy is right now. Mm -hmm. The Akashic Records are actually a really powerful tool that is being provided and offered to humanity as a collective to support in exponentially raising the vibration 
of the earth because the akashic records are the highest available vibration because they are again like we said the energetic blueprint so they are the uh they are the beginning of everything and mm. so they are the highest vibration that you can access and there are multiple layers in the akashic records that can be accessed again with different frequencies that exist in them so there is there are like earthly akashic records there are akashic records for the universe for the multiverse, there are Akashic records for different lands, for different sacred sites. There are Akashic records for the animal kingdom, for the plant kingdom, for the oceans, for the water. There are infinite kind of realms in the Akashic records that are available that are all at the highest state of vibration. When we do access the records, it is not only information and messages that come through, but there is also an inherent raise of vibration that happens when the person is accessing the records. So they, they raise their own vibration and everything else that they are connected to increases in vibration as well. So there are several things that uh, are really infinite things that can be done when connecting to the records. And I always encourage people, like I said, to create their own personal relationship with the records. It's great to read and research and, you know, kind of mentally try to find a process and all of that. Connecting to the Akashic records is done through the heart. It is the energy generator of the human body. And that is where the energetic connection between the records is created. It is created through the heart and through pure intention. So the beautiful thing about the records is because they are such a high vibrational space, they literally will not allow energies that have negative intentions or intentions that do not serve to access the records. And, you know, people people talk about like the record keepers and protectors of the records and all of that again that's a very kind of human description of trying to understand what it's what it is but essentially what the record keepers are they are an energetic code like an energetic lock almost like the passcode on your phone you need to enter the passcode to open your phone the record keepers are very much an energetic form of that and the code that they unlock with is based on heart-based pure intention. That is what unlocks the records. And so connecting to the records can then be done just through pure intention and meditation. There are different visualizations that people can do, perhaps envisioning like a, an infinite record hall or an infinite library, and then asking to to connect to your specific records. And again, the the thing that I just want to really quickly mention, which is super, super important, is the importance of permission in accessing the records. So essentially, we are only allowed to access our own records and the records of others that have given us explicit permission to access their records. And that is it. So sometimes people would approach me in, in like facilitation sessions and things like that asking, you know, well, can I please access the records of like my husband or my ex-husband or my sister or my mother or, or whatever? I would really like to know what is going on in their life when it comes to this and this and that. And it's like, no, <laughs> that is not possible because we can access information that is in common to the relationship that is like the common energetic 
boundary of the relationship, asking questions like, what does this person need to do in order to elevate the relationship between their sister or their mother or their husband or whoever it is, Um, but all coming back to the person themselves. Again, nothing to do with the outside, always coming back to the inside, to the person themselves. So yeah, just a, a really kind of a quick side note on permission, because that is absolutely essential. And again, a big part of the unlocking code to access the records, a big part of pure intention. If you do not have permission, you will not be let in. Or any information that does come through is not of the best and highest good in any way. So connecting in meditation is is a beautiful way to do it. Allowing yourself to build a relationship with, with your record keepers like essentially your guides to unlocking the code, having conversations with them in meditation, you know, asking them to show up for you visually. And then after cultivating that relationship, then, you know, going deeper and asking questions. So one of the most important points or uh, tools in accessing the records is the way that we ask questions. That is really of the highest importance because words are a frequency. Frequency is energy and what we give out is what we receive. So almost thinking of it like radio signals, you send out a signal and you get uh, the response back. That is essentially what getting information from the records is like. So asking information is absolutely important to be very aware of the way that we ask. So again, as I mentioned earlier, yes and no questions are not questions that are to be asked in the records because it is both yes and no. So mm. it, it's it's uh, essentially pointless to, to ask in that way. But really the best type of questions to ask in the records are more open-ended questions. So things like, could you please show me what are the actions that I need to take in order to expand in my business? Or what are the actions that I can take in order to expand on a personal level? Or what are the practices that I need to connect with in order to heal my childhood trauma or to heal my relationship with my parents or to bring in more love into my life? Or how is my, for example, a lot of people have curiosity about like past lives and, and things like that. Information about past lives will only come up if it is going to serve you in this present moment or in this specific lifetime. So asking questions again from like a space of curiosity doesn't really serve in the records. You, you would just get static, like nothing really comes up unless it is a question that has an answer that will truly serve you in this moment. So asking things like, oh, was I like Cleopatra in a past life? Or was I like, you know, whatever it is in a past life? It's like, well, if it's going to serve you, you will know. But if it doesn't, then there is no point. So those are really the main things that I have found have been supportive in working with the records. There is also, as you cultivate, like I said, that personal relationship with the records, the Record keepers and the energies that you are working with will bring you different tools and different downloads that will serve you in different ways. So for instance, if you are feeling in a bit of a funk or a bit of like physical just dis-ease or physical challenges or things like that, what is available for us is to, you know, connect to the records and ask to be taken to your healing room Mm. and to just sit 
in your healing room. And essentially what the healing room is, is a high vibrational space where you are just held and like enveloped in high vibrational good energy in order to support your healing process, whatever it is that that it is. And all you need to do is just be. And that really all all that is required. So and that's just one example of infinite things that are available for us in the records when we just allow ourselves to kind of surrender to it and be open to what's coming through for each person. And I love guiding people and, and you know, taking them through that process as well, because, you know, again, like I mentioned, it's like it's a two-way street and I always gain something for myself as I experience again and others as well. And, you know, from a bigger perspective, what I really love about the fact of more people connecting to the records is that it's, we are collectively then raising the vibration of the earth. We are collectively raising consciousness, even if we are only doing work on ourselves. And that's the beauty of the records is that you really don't need to do anything for anyone. If you just focus on yourself, you are literally serving collective consciousness, serving all of humanity, all of existence by just going inside. And and I, I find that to just be like mind-blowingly beautiful, to be honest. And, and yeah, I was actually having a conversation about that. We were talking about how just working on ourselves and healing ourselves is also like having this ripple effect of, you know, just the world being healed. And it's just so incredibly amazing, everything that's going on right now. And I'm so grateful to be alive and to be a part of this, you know, because just being a part of this assignment, this way of life, this beautiful unveiling of healers and the earth being healed, the people of the earth being healed, and also other realms being healed is just I'm just so honored to be a part of it and in this time and era. So I, oh my God, I I know that we could go on and on about this, but (laughs) we have to stop somewhere. And so (laughs) I think that this is the best place. (laughs) Look, I I can't even talk right now because I'm (laughs) delighted with the call. But I think that this is the best place to stop. But I want the audience to be able to connect with you and how can they experience you? Like what, how, what do you have going on here? <laughs> they need to experience this for themselves. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, I'm always honored and humbled to facilitate that experience and connecting to people, to their records, whether if it's for the first time or for the hundredth time, you know, it's always uh, different and beautiful and so I do have a website. It's the ofheavenonearth.com. Or you can just really look at my name, uh, Yumi Zane, and uh, you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also working on a program that will have a more kind of structured offering to allow people to learn how they can connect to their own records and various ways that they can grow and expand that gift within themselves. and then for others as well. And if anyone is drawn to connect to their records through a session, I'm always open to that as well. A session can include things like an exploration of a reading or a question or any kind of life issue that a person is going through or uh, an energy clearing or 
kind of really whatever wants to come through. It's always very different uh, for each person, kind of, you know, what it is that they need most at this at the time. So many ways to connect. And I'm always open even for people to just, you know, reach out with a message or, or whatever it is and just have a conversation. I feel that uh, just curiosity is a very powerful tool. And I'm always open and wanting to create conversations like this and, and, you know, like this beautiful space that you are creating, Denise. And again, so grateful for you for creating that space and for allowing that to be available to others. Yeah. For planting seeds and for opening minds. It's uh it's a beautiful gift that you're offering. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful for this space too, because as look, I'm learning too. <laughs> this oh is a, a learning and healing experience for me too, this whole space. And I'm just so thankful that I am able to, to do this. And so, um, Ladies and gents, we are going to be able to reach Yumi at Yumi spelt Y-U-M-I-E. 111 on Facebook and Instagram. On YouTube, it's Yumi Zane, spelled Z E I N. And on Linktree, it's Yumi Zane. I think it's a uh, and uh, Linktree, right? Okay. And I'll be putting these links um, as well as her website in the show notes. So please connect with her. I'm telling you, and I'm not saying this because, you know, she's a sister of mine or a friend of mine. <laughs> She is, but still, I'm saying this because the experience that I had with her was phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, mind blowing. And so I want people to be able to experience, you know, whatever level of healing that will bring them to their highest good. And I really, truly feel that Yumi is an amazing caretaker of that. <laughs> and uh, she's an amazing space holder as well, very compassionate. And so um, I believe that you'll be well taken care of. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Yumi, thank you so much for coming by and okay. sharing with us all of your knowledge and wisdom and experience in this and and your spiritual journey everyone we will see you next episode and make sure that you don't forget your free gift all right until next time thank you for watching another episode of the healers realm podcast become a part of the tribe by getting connected on instagram at the shamanic group and don't forget your free gift in the podcast description See you next time in another great episode.